So when we start talking about our initial patient management with anybody, we have to make sure that we maintain a good airway on all patients, regardless of whether or not they're conscious or unconscious. But when they're unconscious, now we have to make some excellent decisions on how to open and manage their airway. So this is just a few tips to remind us of what we need to do. One of the things that we can do is actually do a head tilt chin lift. You remember that if a head tilt chin lift, the idea is that the patient's th the patient's tongue, which is the most common cause of airway obstruction, is blocking the glottic opening. And as a result of that, they're not able to move air back and forth. So one way that we can open that is to do a head tilt chin lift. Now to do so, we place two fingers underneath the bony prominence of the chin and we place uh, our hand on their forehead and we tilt back. So you put a little bit of pressure on their forehead and you lift up with the two fingers underneath their chin and now you're going to allow that airway to open up. Remember, anytime that we are opening up an airway, we are just trying to make sure that the pipes, the tubing that is going down to the lungs where the actual gas exchange occurs is open and that nothing's blocking it. If you believe that the patient may have suffered from trauma, then what we need to do is actually do a jaw thrust. So what happens when we open up an airway? Um, well, from a jaw thrust standpoint, we're going to actually place our fingers on the side of their mandible, right? So the mandible is going to have a little, this is the lower jaw, and we're going to lift up. And when we lift up, we're actually shifting uh, the lower jaw, and we're actually then moving that tongue out of the way. So what does it look like? Well, let's take a look. Here you can see that this is the uh, glottic area. And when we start to lift up, we're now just lifting up and we can see that this now has a great view of the vocal cords. This is now allowing air to exchange into the trachea, through the trachea down into the lungs where the actual gas exchange is going to occur. One other thing that we have to make sure that we do is that you align their airway. So if you take a look at this picture, you will notice that we want the face to be parallel. Our ears, we should have the ear and that external auditory meatus, which is gonna be this spot right about here, that it should line up with the sternal notch. And we should also take a look at making sure that everything is in alignment. When it's in an alignment like that, we have a better job of maintaining airway control on these little kiddos. Do the same type of deal on our obese patients. And now we start talking about maybe bringing them up to about a 30 degree angle. And when we bring them up to a 30 degree angle, we do a much better job of actually allowing the air to exchange back and forth without a problem. Here's another view of this. We should do this on all of our patients. Put them in a 30 degree angle. One way to remember this is bed up, head elevated. So if you look at this patient, the ear is in alignment with the sternum. The, there is a supporting towel roll that is underneath this patient's shoulders and their head. And we are elevated at about a 30 degree angle. We have found from our children and from our obese patients that absolutely that is the best way to help manage their airway. So when in doubt, always consider putting that head up at about a 30 degree angle. Make sure that the ear is lined up to the sternum and that you provide any type of supplemental uh, padding underneath the patient's shoulders to align everything up. 
Hope this was a good tip. 